The simple act of eating and drinking is a huge industry spinning trillions of dollars every year. On this episode, Talk TV crew engages with an African who's managed to build entertainment value around food and drinks and has recorded exponential success with it. Welcome, Muraki Otagbones, co-owner, Latitude Lounge Cafe, Nigeria. Thank you very much for joining us it's okay. on this episode of Talk Enterprise. Okay. Now, I'm glad you had me. As a graduate of electronics and computer science, computer engineering, engineering yeah. you never worked for anyone in your entire life. I actually worked for my mom. <laughs> well, that could pass. Yeah, that could pass, actually. In a way. But I never worked for anybody officially. I wasn't caught up for it. Now, one would expect that after graduation, I mean, because computer is the in thing around the world now. Yeah. That you will go on straight into the industry and begin to see how you can build a career yeah. or set up a business around computer. But instead of doing that, you did something that is the direct opposite. You went into business in the entertainment sector. Yeah. Oh, well. And then entertainment was bringing lights to the country actually at then but not like I waited to actually finish school. I started doing it while I was in school. Uh, I, I gathered somewhere that you've been an entrepreneur since you were a little kid, like actually, since your yes. teenage year. Actually yes, because um, I don't know, I can't pick the incident but I need to admit up my mind I, I didn't want to work for anybody. At what age was that? Um, that had to be about 16, I think I was in SS Street. That was pretty young, I mean, Nigeria. Oh, well. To, to make up your mind at that tender age that you just want to be your own boss uh, when you grow well, up. What was the incident or event or that's, idea? That's, that? I can't pick the event, but um, as time went by, probably I think I was maybe two, three years after when I was in university already. I, I did a study myself. I grew up in Lagos, born and bred. So I did the study, I'm like, I have people who work in the bank. I have hands that work in the bank. Probably then they were collecting about 80,000 naira a salary. So I'm like, I know a bus driver. He owns a bus. He has three wives. And he has about five kids. Like, how does he feed them? So I studied it and I went back. And I saw these bus drivers make a lot of more money than even the people who work in the bank make. Regular bank staff. So I'm like, this is not the life. This country is structured differently. For you to really make it, why do shop owners make more money than people who work the, do the white collar jobs? So for you, the motivation was the financial return. Returns it, because I, I just felt it was all about money. To be honest, I just felt it was all about money. At that money. time, at that time, there was. Now tell us what was the journey like from being an undergraduate <laughs> entrepreneur, doing different kinds of businesses. Well, like every every great man would say, it was tough actually. But I wouldn't say it was tough. You wouldn't say that. I wouldn't say it was tough because I had the spirit of contentment. Uh, but what was your motivation if you were contented? Uh, well, I, I, I can't really say because, you know, I'm, I'm someone who knows if I have five naira, I can live with five naira. If I don't have a dime, I can live with no dime. 
So you moved from someone who was motivated by the financial gain to someone who just wanted to be an entrepreneur for value creation. Yeah. Then it started with a passion, passion for entertainment. I know I used to sing, I used to make beats, and uh, now as a kid, you wanted to do almost everything. Yeah. We were listening to music, yeah. it was jiving, and so I just like, let's set up a company, let's make this official. So I knew I started Tide Bones Entertainment way back. I, after then, I did Audio Nigeria Multimedia. That's when I wanted to get serious, when I was started thinking about the money. So. We did Audio Nigeria Multimedia, we're into stage building, lightning, events, movie making. We have the movie out now anyway. Yeah, <laughs> it's a short movie. The name, I'm give you an <laughs> <laughs> it's a short movie, that's alright. And um, you know, it went from there. Not like we were making a lot of money, but I was so caught up for doing something because I knew I wasn't gonna work for anybody. So working for myself, I had to keep doing something. And I know while at something, because um, my mom used to tell me, if you're good at clapping, keep clapping. You'll probably be successful with clapping one day. Really? Probably someone will pick you up from the street and say, come and be clapping in our church. They don't really? clap, it's not loud, and they pay you for it. So it means if you're doing something, and you happen to be good at it, keep doing it. So I held that, you know? So it was like a motivation for me, like, yeah. okay, while doing something. Funny enough, the things I kept doing while I was doing it, that. The breakthrough doesn't usually come from there. Yeah. That's why I became a multi-company person. <laughs> Not like I wanted to open as much as company as possible. Not like they're making a whole lot of money, but you know? So I just knew while doing something, something else comes up. Yeah. And it's better. So so you, you tend to you don't think in a linear manner. No way! That's why everybody tells me I'm weird. You start from me having the white beards, obviously. You're like, how come you have white beards? And, you know? So and you have dark hair <laughs> on your head. I just try to think what I think people are not thinking. Obviously, not like people are not thinking it. But a lot will be like, it's not possible. So you avoid the herd mentality. Thank you. So. Like when I started internet radio, it's been paying well. Cause when I started internet radio way back in school, almost nobody had internet radio. Even Nigerians weren't into internet radio. So I, I got my fans from Facebook and people outside the country. You know how to talk. Why not just play off some Nigerian music and all that? So I, I get online. I pay my internet with my allowance. <laughs> I was going to ask you, where were you getting the funding from? And when you get the Like I told you, my dad was working in Mint, so... Okay. Uh, it, was, uh, it was one of the AGMs, so... Okay. It was a good one. It was a good one. And it was nice to you. Thank you. Financially, it wasn't really a problem. Okay. So, I could, I could always slot something in. And so you were using that to create value, value in the area of your passion. Thank you. So, so at that time for you, it was just more like an hobby. Yeah, I would say that. Some people call it passion, but I think I just wanted to be doing something. To be honest, because you know when you know and doing you, it well. Yeah, like when you know mindset. you're not you're not gonna work for someone. That means nobody's gonna pay you salary. So yeah. what do you want to do with your life? Yeah. So I just wanted to do something. So but, people but, don't see you outside and say, "Look at him, he's jobless." But now that you're an entrepreneur, I'm sure you've been doing this for some time now, I'm sure you will agree with me that being financially successful uh, goes a lot beyond doing what you have a passion for. It's about doing it with some modicum of thinking. 
the and that brings me to <laughs> your business, your lounge bar business. Okay. Uh, last two. The first time I walked in, I, I, as someone who's interested in entrepreneurial pursuits and possibilities, uh, if I walk into a business premises, what the first thing I want to look at is what's the thought process behind this business. What's the kind of plan that may have gone on behind the scene? And I saw subtle orchestration of yeah. wonderful, brilliant ideas. And I thought to myself, there's a thinking presence behind what we see manifesting here. So you, you, you have obviously moved from that young man yeah. who was doing what he just loves to do okay. to a certain gentleman who was putting thoughts into his hobby and his life to create value and get paid for it, okay. which is what an entrepreneur Very is all about. So at what stage did you transit from doing what you love to do to doing it with some modicum of thinking and strategy well, to generate revenue? Uh, it, it took a hard decision. Like I said earlier, I was born and bred in Lagos. Yeah. So Latitude Cafe and Lounge is here in Ibadan. Uh, it took me to decide to leave Lagos first of all. Not like us, Lagos was choked. I had businesses running in Lagos. I was surviving in Lagos. But I just wanted a different atmosphere. I wanted to study something new. You know, when, when they tell you leave your comfort zone, I just wanted to study something new. And it actually took a while. You know, I've been, I've been in and out of Ibadan for more than two years now. So, and it took about after two years before Latitude could come to life. Now, at what point did it start coming to your mind? Yeah. Okay. Let me let me just picture the mall. I've been looking for opportunities everywhere. I've tried every other thing in Ibadan. When you I've moved to Ibadan, yeah. <laughs> the primary motivation was to discover something new. Just to discover something new. Have yeah. a new way of life. Have a, um, exactly. You've lived in Lagos all I've your done life. done farming. And, um, br I brought my inverter business down here because we were into something of inverters. I didn't want to drop electronics and computer engineering all the way, so I had to do something connected to communications and electronics. So we are, I have a company with a friend where we supply inverters. So I tried that in about two. It wasn't it wasn't what I wanted. So I was still looking for every opportunity. I tried farming. I still Even do here that. Here in Ibadan. Here in Ibadan, I still do that. I have uh, some extras, some place, still farming, though I've not visited in a while, though, but <laughs> I still do that. But then, I, 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 I figured out what I taught when I was younger about yeah. shop owners. Yeah. Had to come to life in some place, but I didn't want to do it small. What I taught way back then, like, you know, People who sell recharge cards, people who sell provisions. Yeah. How do they? These people, when these you check your friends, their parents, like thank you. Their, their mom feeds the house with a shop. She sells provision. So that's when it begins to occur to me. Like, there's a whole lot of money in it. So I wanted it in a bigger way. So I toured around the old malls in Abadan. I went to Coco Mall. Coco Mall was like the only one at that time. Actually, I I strike a deal there too because I'm into sports clothing. Oh really? 
the, the name of the outfit is also called Tide Bone Sports. So, so I have a concession store there too. So that's where I started from. Really? So I started so gathering more your, money. Your, your retail business. Thank you. From the Coco Mall. <laughs> from Coco Mall. But at, at that point in time, you didn't <laughs> have any Latitude wasn't in the picture at all. Latitude wasn't in the picture. So how did you discover the opportunity? Did it just occur to you or you observed that there's a gap? There the was a loophole. I just came into this environment and I saw the old things that were missing. I saw the old things that you were missing. You know how they say, <laughs> if you're looking at something from the outside, you tend to see more value to it. Yeah, from inside. So, I'm like, we can't do this thing here. I'm like, but I can't do it alone. So, I called two of my friends. We came together, we had big thinking, we did a lot of talks over it. These your friends work at their own skill base. <sighs> they have white collar jobs. Okay, uh, what profession? <laughs> they, they, they work at um, a bank here in Nigeria. Okay, they are project the managers, okay. both of them, and they are architects. So they are project managers for the bank. So they head the whole Southeast Train region. Architects. Professionals, professionals. <laughs> in both ways. What, what, what professional architect, professional banker. Yeah, because I imagine you have lots of. But friends. they just transferred them to Ibadan. Most of my friends are in Lagos, but so they were like the only friends I have in Ibadan. They have not used up to two weeks in Ibadan. I just called them. This is the map on ground. Bring in what we have. They brought in. We structured everything. We made it a complete life. And then we went out to study everything over again. It wasn't to you be went honest, out to study everything around the whole surrounding. What everybody had going on. Everything that can you be a competition. You actually <laughs> studied like you were preparing for an exam. Thank you. We studied it. It was it was one of the delays we had because we had to set it down to make sure there was no mistake about this because we saw it as an opportunity and we wouldn't want to flop it so failure was not was just not in it your was there picture. was no way failure could come in because fine if i decided to do it alone who knows it could have been a failure because you'll be limited thank you by your own knowledge by my own knowledge so you you, you incorporated the power of synergy that was just it so they they brought lights to it they brought lights to it it looked like an idea it looked like an opportunity i've been looking to catch but their presence them coming in made it perfect like like this was the missing thing like you've been, you've been, you've just been shuffling this down, you've been trying this and all, but this is what you've been waiting for. Now, you came into the city yeah. with other intentions, yeah. other business intentions, family intentions. The and then after a while, <laughs> you began to observe that there were some missing gaps in the in entertainment the industry yeah. in the city. And then you went on to leverage on the power of synergy by inviting your friends who are yeah. projects. Uh, managers and architects and trained architects to come and think with you yeah. about how to birth this idea that is raging in your head. Yeah, a exactly. lot of people would think that's a stupid way to go about it. You, you, well. you, you have this brilliant idea, you've seen the gaps, and then now you want to share the profits and the glory with some friends. Well, I'd, 
I don't see it that way to be honest. I, I try not to think as every other person thinks. That's why some people will see me as strange or odd or bearable. Because um, even if you look at Latitude itself, it's not like every other lounge or every other cafe that you go to. Me bringing them here, it brought the perfection to them. To be honest, I wouldn't have done it without them. The, no, the, the, the details. In terms of, it, they brought a lot of things into the picture. Now, now let's talk about the, the ideas behind the lounge, the lounge. and the Latitude. You wanted to implement what we call niche marketing yeah. by doing it differently different from other people. How did you know that it would catch up? That the ideas you had for the for the for the, for the bar would catch on with your target audience? And actually, the idea we had, it didn't catch on. Because um, what we, 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 we wanted it to... Your initial concept, initial the concept, target audience. Yeah, the initial concept was to have a different target audience. Just tell me about it. Okay, our target audience was um, the working class, the office people, the people who want to pick up their breakfast before they go to work, people want to come for lunch break, people want to come for meetings during the day and all that. Like middle age. Thank you. Uh, we were looking into anybody above 28, 28 to 50s, to 55 upwards, so that was the range. But then, the the environment been, been striking that deal. And um, when, when we actually started, we got to discover we have more teenagers that come into the mall than the people we expect. So, we had to blend in. Because um, even before, even the basic things we do, the kind of music we play, we had to change that a bit. We, need, we had to adjust. So, we, know, we, don't want, we don't want the teenagers to come into the mall and not be able to afford the drink. So we, we had to do it both ways. The soft drinks and the beer, we have to put it on the regular and the normal price. We afford it. So every teenager or every youth can afford it, jobless or not. And um, when we talk about the class drinks, the wine and the champagne, then those remain for the classic. So whenever the youths or people that feel on the other side try to do that, then that's luxury for them. We get it. So we were able to blend in that that way. So you started out with an initial concept of targeting the age bracket between 28 and 55. 28 upwards. Working cars, you know, yeah. professionals. And then you started your operation. And then you still kept your eyes open. Open. Uh, we, we, we had to do that. We, we had to be open. Because first, when, when we were going to do it, we were even trying every possible best not to have the lower age come in much because we were even feeling okay the setup of the place because the concept the setup was a restaurant place during the day and uh, in the evening it comes to life so we didn't want you know people are used to when they see a setup like this they believe it's a club they believe they can stand on the couch. Yeah, not a club. It's not a club. They believe they can pop champagne and pour it on the couch and they're paying the money. But that's not. It's different. It's a lounge. It's where you people come to chill. And the concept behind it is really beyond what anybody thinks. It's the only board games bar in West Africa. 
to now. Yes. So when you come in, we have You're the saying that with every sense of responsibility. We've done that. <laughs> All right, we hit the ahead. research in the head. We, we nailed the research everywhere. Even so in the USA, you have few of them. Or else you want to talk about places the old women go to play bingo. <laughs> so so it, it's only board game yes. in West Africa. So that's already a niche. What are they they already picked it and they, they, they feel like it's not even Lagos, it's a bad one, right? How come? You come here, you want to play chess? We have that. You want to play Scrabble? We have that. Monopoly? Sure. Are you? Sure. Learn the day. <laughs> we have that. I, I, I can also say karaoke. Yeah, it's the only karaoke by existing in Baden right now. So you come here, you want to sing. And it's an open mic lounge. Really? You, know? you want to come in, you say you're a comedian, you just want to crack joke for audience. Put on the mic for you, go ahead. It's an entertaining lounge. Go ahead, entertain us. If you bore us, we'll clap for you and say, Why is I have lyrics that I want to? You want to sing? If you have lyrics and you want to sing, we have drum sets, we have the instruments, everything are in there. And I can see there's a We have the band, yeah. They can play the drums for you. All we do is just throw the mic at you. We even record you. No, they don't play all day. We have jazz for Tuesdays and we have the regular juju and live music for Thursdays. So. Just those two Just days, those you have days. the whole set. What about weekends? Weekends, the karaoke's, they keep running. The DJs on set, they open mic for Wednesdays. We have comedy live. You know, every other day, the karaoke is All of these concepts that you guys have <laughs> brought to one space, one location, like a one-stop yes. shop. You know, a lot of people want to stand alone. Anybody who is doing karaoke wants to call themselves a karaoke bar. Anybody who does a board games yeah. bar, I want to say it's a board games bar. But all these things, most of them don't even exist around here. So That's why I'm surprised <laughs> that you guys are bringing all of them together yeah, under one place. roof. Yeah. That must cost a fortune. Aren't you yes. worried that you may find it difficult recouping your money? Oh, well, we're Especially we're since you're not doing club, which I know is... Yeah, it's, it's facts, you know. You know, we have to do our visibility studies, we have to go everywhere. And um, so I can research. tell you, I can tell you, or else you, ha you want to tell me differently, there is a club I don't know that is top-notch, that survived more than four years. Lagos, Ibada, anywhere, without rebranding or renaming or nice having shift. new owners. My ship has been around for more than It's a regular years. place, it's not top-notch. It's not, it's not in the top ten. I'm talking about the top places. This is Latitude Cafe. This is not, we're not, I, I don't even want to say top three, it's the top in the bottom right now. We set a standard. So I'm talking about the top, I'm not even saying top ten, let's say top five. Tell me top five no, clubs. No, 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 I, I, no I, I don't want to lose sight of the fact that you had your business model when yeah. you started out. You had your target audience, target which were audience. 28 to 55 years practice. We changed that. <laughs> and then you, you were moving on, you were not doing badly. But then you observe, the power of observation came to bear. Yeah. And then you observe that other businesses within the mall were focused on attracting rather yeah. young people. Young people. More. And you figured out you could leverage on those traffic. I had to tap them there. already existed. I didn't like the idea of people coming to the mall and not coming here. So you modified your business model straight out <laughs> to, to be attractive to appeal to this age bracket that's so why it's good to have partners <laughs> flexibility uh, the partner synergy and flexibility yeah. 
And now you're doing this, aren't you undergoing some form of pressure to do clubs? I know clubs have their, their, their cash spinning, but they yeah, have yeah. a very short lifespan. Yeah. Um, aren't you under some financial pressure to do, to incorporate clubbing into it? Um, that's you the, seem that's to be the very focused. That's the fear a lot of people have. I, I wouldn't say there's no pressure to make more money. But when the pressure comes, I think of expanding the business. I don't think of making it a club. Or because for me, that's why I made an expensive setup. The expensive setup doesn't it doesn't it doesn't allow you to even want to make it a club. Because you can't maintain it if you're making it a club. The expenses won't eat. They won't it won't get on the balance. The clubs if, if this place turns into a club today, I can tell you I'm gonna change the furniture in less than in less than three weeks. Yeah. And they are really different kind of furniture, it's not what you see in other lounge. Yeah. yeah. Because you, you had to spend some money to put those in place. Extra. You get for the comfort of other people. Because so the if you have to bring in clubbing. Thank you. Not like we won't make the money. Club makes a lot of money. We can't lie about that. But they don't make the household name. It doesn't stay. It doesn't become household. It fades. They change name and all that. But this is Latitude Cafe. Latitude Cafe is going to move from here. It stays here. It opens another one in another state. Another one in another state. So if I understand you correctly, your interest is creating value and a legacy that lasts and lasts. Let's just call it forever. Forever. <laughs> Let's just call it forever. Like, there was one place, Latitude Cafe, when I was young. I think there's still such a place in Lagos. I want to be able to use my walking stick and still be hearing that kind of gist like there's still Latitude Cafe. And That's I know my business is still existing somewhere. That's quite visionary. Exactly. And perhaps that's why you spend so much time thinking about the structures that you will put in on ground yes. in the business. Now let's go into other areas. I mean, I recognize that the marketing okay. is key. It's key to your business. To the success of any business. And um, the name itself is a winner. And I'm not patronizing you when I say that Latitude is a winner, is a banger. I also like the fact that the ambience is unique, it's not very common. Uh, the last place I saw this kind of ambience around our plant was News Cafe. Again, what are the other variables that you have to consider when you were thinking marketing strategy? Well, we had to consider the fact that the people don't stay out late. And believe me, this is not Ring Road. Ring Road is the Lagos of Ibadan. That's where every club and everybody stays out late. They can be there till 1, 2 a.m. That's the first challenge. Because we need people to stay out late. We need to bring the culture. You don't need to rush home. You can chill. This is a good angle. The fact remains, it's still a challenge. But still, it filters the kind of crowd we want. Then some remain which are the few, those that want to talk business at odd hours. We have those kind of clients, you know? So then, that's still okay for us. But still, we're still looking on how to make people stay out late in this side of the state. Because people don't stay out late in this side of the state. So what are you doing to ensure well, that? Well, that's in the box. 
before anybody taps that out of it. Oh, <laughs> you know we've not done it yet. Trend if we had started trend. doing it, I would have told you that. <laughs> now, let's, let's move to the items on the menu. Okay. Um, for you to be thinking uniqueness, to be thinking differently all the time, I'd assume that the items on your menu will also reflect that personal credo of yours. Oh well, we run from continental dishes to African dishes. We have unique chefs actually, but we have to bring them from Lagos. <laughs> That's the only heavy part, you know. Um, staffing was really hard, you know, we couldn't lie about that. That's why we couldn't open for December when everybody was in the state. Why, why would that be hard? I assume there are lots of unemployed people out there around this environment. Um, you know, there are, but there are specific kind of people you, you're looking for. You're so looking for people that, that have good records. People, we're looking for the best of the best, so we had to poach. I don't want to mention places we yeah. took them from, you but don't have we had to take best of the best, believe me. So you, you recognize also what a lot of entrepreneurs have consistently reiterated that the number one variable to the success of your business is the people. It was hard. It was hard because, uh, you know, I, I wouldn't want to say we don't have them in this state, but um, let me say the best we, we got from the states, they're probably loyal to wherever they were working. You understand me? So it was hard to so take them out. So what you have to do, besides the incentive, the remuneration, to bring them down from Lagos and retain them and keep them loyal to the business? Well, it's, um, it's, not, it's not so hard. The most important thing was the first thing you said, remuneration. That's, <laughs> that's almost the most important thing. You know, when you can pay them double of what they've been paid wherever they're working, and you want to give them shelter because you know they're coming from another state, then the offer is not so bad. They, they are caught to do it. And um, we wanted something out of the state. It wouldn't have been hard to even propose triple to people within the state. The most important thing is the chefs. That's the most important thing. Because when your food is good, people come back. That's why most of these people come back. These drinks, they taste the same. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you can have them in your house. They taste the same. But the food, they taste differently. So the experience that you have created here, yeah. how will you describe it? Uh, well, I don't know. I wish I wish I could have uh, one of the customers to just describe the experience. Yeah, well, well, <laughs> well, but what did you set out to create? We just wanted something unique something out of out of every other person's thinking something that it would take another five years before anybody can catch up with i'm telling you can't go right unique in terms of ambience unique in, in terms, terms of, of the facilities the facilities unique the in terms of the experience that the patrons will derive when they come yeah. to the product you've talked about the, that the customer relations the, the the whole package the whole it's package. gonna if anybody is fast enough, it's going to take three years to catch up, and that's comfortable enough. Because by then you would have moved some notice away from where you are now. Because you're we'll still be here, obviously, but oh, I mean, we'll have another one. In terms of the <laughs> Entrepreneur. Of the oh yeah, the concept is expanding. We we don't stay in one place. The concept is expanding, obviously, and um, funny enough, we've not done a lot of marketing. 
So how have you been able to get patrons coming in day in day out? The best market we believe is mouth to mouth. What a mouth to mouth. And the way to achieve that is through the unique services that you've uh, spent so you. much thinking. Through the unique and services. And um, that works well. That works very well. We wanted to do that for three months too. The three months is complete already. That's true. Today is the third month because we, we started running January 16 there about. So today is like the third month we've been running. Yeah, you've been doing that. Now, uh, let me put a... Six months actually. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so now, uh, I know you won't want to divulge that. Yeah. <laughs> what are the strategic plans for the immediate future? Ah. <laughs> Oh well, the the as an entrepreneur, you, you, you don't you don't sit with one thing, and um, you still want to expand the ones you have, obviously. So I'm not I'm not I'm not gonna limit it to just here. Let me just say the way we're gonna be expanding is when you hear us in the in the closest state. When you hear us at Latitude Cafe, it's not in Lagos. That's the when case. you hear that Latitude Cafe is not in Abuja. That's that's the plan actually. You keep talking about this expansionist drive. Are you thinking in terms of franchising? Well, that would have been perfect if there was a better standard in Nigeria to run that, but I don't think we'll be doing that. We'll rather set it up with our own money and have people in place right there. Like the Walmart yeah, model. Because they're going to drop your standard no matter what it is. If you want to make it franchise, they are going to drop your standard. And we don't want to drop standard. Latitude Cafe, we don't want to come down those diving. We want to start from here and probably keep going here. We can stay here for a while, we don't mind, but we never want to come this way. So even if it's going to take a while from this level to this level, we want to be sure we're still on that level and not coming down to the below level. And you guys are convinced that the best way to achieve that is just to replicate what you have been able to put on ground here in other locations. Believe me, people have been pressurizing already. If your service is good, they want to have it everywhere. Yeah. But your inability to physically supervise all of those locations when you eventually, mind you, I'm not saying if, yeah. when you eventually <laughs> replicate your success yeah. across the country, Thank you. you will not have the ability to physically supervise that. How many times in a week am I here? We have people who do that. All you need system. to do is just yeah. All you need to do is just monitor your businesses. I don't have to be here every day of the week. I come here once in a while, and most times when I'm here, I'm not at the lounge. In, in, in business uh, administration, it's systems and processes that help yeah. you achieve that. So what the impression I'm getting from you now is that you're so confident that the systems and the processes you put in place would guarantee sustainable, consistent quality the way yes. you want it. Whether I, you're I believe so. But you know environments are different. Yeah. So when you have a new baby as an entrepreneur, you want to be there. To nurture it. Thank you. And to, yeah, and to be sure the people you're trying to put in place, they're getting everything right. Yeah. yeah. Yep. So that's going to happen, obviously. But you know, you can be everywhere at the same time. You just need to watch all these businesses and compare them and see the group. I want us to talk about the systems and process. How did you build the system and the process that you have in place now, which you're so confident of? Can everybody has or a department in a business? So you have to look at people who have been in the business. Yeah. 
like um, I can say a lot of people are my friends like um, this kind of business owners a lot of people who own clubs and lounges and cafes they are my friends so I've learned from them actually and um, I see how they've done their businesses that recommended few people so one of the ones sustaining which was the one I grabbed was Sean's bar it's a karaoke bar you know it's been sustaining for a while probably because it's a karaoke bar so you so look I at the chain of activities in every other place so and I requested for their best Now, you amaze me because uh, for someone who does not like to read, for someone who has never worked in any structured corporate organization, to manifest these thought processes about contemporary business management. Because what you have done, if I must tell you, is what we call business development principles, which okay. is what you've applied into your business. And most people will practice business development principles in their business. There are people who have actually studied it or gone to train for it or gone for some seminars or had mentors who sure. mentored them. So how did you come about all these principles that you applied in setting up this business? Oh well, it, it has to be something that has come over time from doing other businesses and um, not being alone as well, having partners you know, being project managers. I've never even gone for a project management class. As much as I have different companies, I didn't do any project management class. I just probably studied them online. I do a lot of online research. I have a lot of videos on project management. I have a lot of videos on how to be an entrepreneur. So you read online? Yes, I do a lot of that. A lot of videos. It's not like reading actually. Do I have some eBooks, but I do a lot of videos. Like my computer is filled with entrepreneurial videos and um, business development videos, and um, I just believe anything you, you you think you have a problem with, it's on the internet, and uh, a lot of people don't really see into that. I think business development is key, definitely is key. So I w I don't want to start on a level and remain on that level. At the end of every month, I want I want to see myself going higher with the business and doing better. Even if not at the particular place, I want to see I'm expanding with something else somewhere on a particular business or else I'm not looking into the business again. Mm -hmm. so. so for you, um, continuous education is key? It's key actually. And well, that's what I call education, yes. Yeah. <laughs> that's what I call education. And I it's important that you've been able to um, um, highlight that education is not only in a formal atmosphere. No, it's not. You like to observe, you like to pay attention, you like to find the missing gaps and figure out how the dots can be connected or are connected. You like to find out how others are failing so that you can see how you can avoid it. That for me is education. So it's important that you be able to point out to our people that education is not only about um, going to school or going for seminars, which are important. Yeah, but they're very important. Without but, education, but you I can wouldn't get, have You can get way. knowledge and <laughs> skill acquisition in other forms. The internet is a huge resource and you are leveraging very, on, on that. Uh, uh, like I told you, when I was quite young, my dad had to bring computers in the house. So it started from there. So, and funny enough, everything or about 90% of everything I touched 
they still related to entertainment business. Even when I thought I was leaving the entertainment business to come to Ibada and look for something fresh, I still tapped back into the business. So I now became like the grind of the business. So entertainment seems to be beckoning because when you got to Ibadan, the businesses you set up in Ibadan were way off the entertainment. entertainment. You did farming, you were you doing <laughs> retailing business, you you were doing um, uh, electronic businesses, clothing business, clothing, sports, sports clothing. Now you found yourself way back, back in the entertainment. entertainment business. Now, what is it about entertainment besides the fact that you love being around people who are happy and you like to make people happy and give them uh, emotional uh, benefits? I think uh, entertainment is just life. Like seriously, it just it, it brings it brings life to everybody. Like I like to see people happy. Most definitely, I think everybody should like to see people happy. But but I've never really figured out how to make the good money of entertainment business. You know, it's always been it's always been on the ordinary. You know, I I never just like I would feel if I'd not come to Ibadan. I probably might not have done this in Lagos because I probably be feeling like it's when it where it's meant to it, you know. Because um, I didn't see all these kind of opportunities out there, you know. I didn't see the best place for it, and um, like I said, I did. I did building of stage, lightning. Yeah video recording, music recording, mixing and mastering. All these things were just things on the ordinary and um, it felt like I was doing it for passion. So it was not like a lot of money. It seems as if the message you're trying to send out there is even things you do while you're playing or whether you're doing it, it counts. Serious, they will all add up and there's a point of convergence somewhere in the somewhere. future. Somewhere. It might, it might not be the same thing. Because there are a lot of things I now don't like, I never continued with it. But the truth is, it opened doors to something else. When I started my online radio, when I just graduated from, when I just left secondary school, when I started my online radio, I didn't know I was going to go into video recording and the rest. I didn't. That was what gave birth to Audio Nigeria Multimedia. That was the brain behind it. Because I'd been doing something in another line. And I'm like, why not go official? Why not do better with this? Wow. That's where that came in. Wow. And from there that's where this came in. So don't and be linear. So don't be linear. Keep if thinking. you're doing something, just keep, keep doing, doing what it. You're right. At some point in the future all of these things will add up it's and they become up. beneficial to you. Exactly. Everything I've done in my life is somewhere connected to Latitude Cafe right now. It's this is still entertainment. This is just like the grind of the entertainment right now. Everybody comes here to get entertained. This is an entertainment lounge. So and it has to bring every other thing together. Together and we in have in the past do you've done like this online jogging, radio. Online radio, <laughs> building stages, video recording building and recording and mastering tapes. And then all of those are on that one roof, right? Red now. carpet events. <laughs> I've done all that, so everything just came together again. Just stand in Latitude Cafe right now. So who knows what's next? Who knows what's next? Because <laughs> I'm rocking your tight buns. I thank you very much for coming to share your insights. It's my pleasure. On the program. Well, that's it on the episode today. Thank you for staying there with us. Bye-bye.